As we, um, as we come back for the question period, let me remind you that next week's uh, session is on the glaciers, the inside story on glaciers, and of course that affects our lives greatly. So I uh, invite you to find the mic over there and identify yourself. And uh, one of the interesting things about Thabit is you can ask questions on almost anything. He's a, he's a researcher on tourism. He knows the religious and political um, themes in the Arab world. So you can start anywhere. Just give your name and your question and be brief. <laughs> My name is Mark Sandilands. Uh, thank you very much for the very interesting presentation. I understand that uh, uh, the revolution has happened in Egypt. And Mubarak is uh, stepping away and the, Egypt, uh, the Egyptian people are, are forming a new government. When you were talking about democracy, I was thinking about how democracy, uh, for example, here works, where we have a first-past-the-post system, and the uh, uh, the party that comes to power uh, puts a prime minister into place that has uh, a way more power than the president of uh, even, say, the United States, relatively speaking, in the country. Uh, <laughs> Are the Egyptian people looking at a system of proportional representation so that there, of necessity, uh, uh, almost certainly is a coalition uh, which uh, will, will govern, uh, taking into respect the, the views of the majority of the people in the, in the country? So the question is, uh, are they uh, working at proportional representation? Well, thank you. Um, I think the uh, main purpose of all these revolutions, again, that people, they want to choose what they want. I mean, many people in Egypt, they are uh, really educated and they, they are really aware of uh, this uh, uh, change. Uh, they, first of all, choose uh, a very educated uh, guy to be a prime minister uh, uh, for a temporary period, which is uh, he's a professor with more than 100 uh, uh, published research. And uh, uh, they are trying to uh, include everybody uh, in the community to be part of this new uh, system. Um, although I don't have a really strong background about specifically about Egypt and even political uh, understanding of, of the real, uh, good political understanding, but I would say the people are looking uh, uh, forward to have a civil government, a mixed government. Uh, shows the, the you know all the community types all the community groups and it should serve everybody and it should be you know uh, 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 in, in the name of, of everybody from the, the whole community this is what I would say my name is Al Hunter I have an esoteric question uh, you offer religious uh, safaris but I'm interested in the people that are involved in this Arab Spring. Would I be correct in saying that none of them are interested in Sharia law? Thank you. Well, again, I'll go to the same point at the previous question, which is civil governments. Uh, I just uh, said that uh, previously the church was controlling the policies before old history. Is that true? And then what we see in the previous uh, 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 regimes in Arabia, they've been using religion for their own, for the sake of their, their own stability. 
So they always use uh, religion as a tool to sustain them and to make them survive. What people want, I think, again, they are looking for a basic needs. They want to survive. They want to have more tolerance, to have more peace, to have more, more ability to, to live as a human being with the basic understanding of democracy, which is a freedom of thinking, freedom of press, freedom of writing, freedom of everything. So people are not really uh, 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 honestly... Most, this is my understanding, not really uh, uh, thinking about religious uh, government or Sharia law or not Sharia law. We believe that civil community, civil governments would serve uh, uh, people better than any, um, you know, focus group uh, governments or, or regimes. Uh, thank you. My, my name is Joseph Natuk. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh make an observation. I, I was in Ukraine in 1994, two years uh, after their, uh, two years after their uh, uh, becoming independent. And uh, uh, I worked with a lot of people. I was there on a uh, almost a seven-week assignment as a representative of one of our of Saskatchewan, the province of Saskatchewan. And, and uh, one thing I, I, we observed uh, total enthusiasm with the younger people, like like you're implying and suggesting, and uh, and and but but one of the things that really they were uh, overly optimistic, I guess, because uh, uh, and I'm not saying that your situation or the the Arabian situation any is different is the same as Ukraine's, but Ukraine the people were suppressed due to the regime there, the communist regime, and and they. It had to work for people uh, for the communist regime, uh, but uh, what happened once he got their freedom? It was such a horrendous learning curve. And what was happening is uh, they were saying, "Well, within ten years, you're going to be completely, uh, you know, changed." But but what happened? It's still it's still going on. So I'm just, can you make an observation? Is there a similarity? Is there a synergy? Or is, there, is that a concern about people that are trying to being overly optimistic? And it's a very slow process to. Change the mindset, not young people, but there's also the older people that are set in their ways. Thank you. Well, thank you for this excellent observation, actually. <laughs> and I remember the early 90s, I was traveling to Bucharest, and uh, uh, I spent actually a couple of years in the whole area. I, I traveled through Romania, Bulgaria, uh, uh, most of uh, most part of the uh, the, the West Eastern Europe. And I, one day, I, uh, the, the state where I, 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 I arrived there, I wanted to buy a bread. And I went to one of the places where can I get bread, and I, I find a long queue. And I stand in the queue, and I realize people buying half a bread, half loaf of bread. Then I, uh, I, I, bought, I, I remember I, I, I bought maybe six or seven of them, and I had two on my way home. I mean, I ate them, you know. People, they need to survive. So the people in Romania or in, in Ukraine or in Bulgaria or most part of Europe, they did their revolution is the same basic needs of the Arab revolutions nowadays. This is what I, I, would, I would say. But again, the achievement after those uh, uh, revolutions, it's not, it's not a click. It's not a, a piece of, uh, you know, like it's, it's just... Uh, uh, the regime w uh, felt we will have a democracy and we will have a full, uh, you know, a beautiful life. The, the settlers, when they came to uh, uh, North America 
How long does it take them to uh, settle things? Long time. So it's, it's not uh, a piece, you know, the, the, the regimes in Arabia, been, you know, ha- they have roots in the ground. It's not easy if you get rid of Hosni Mubarak to have a democracy at the next day. <laughs> still, the regime still have, you know, uh, hands and still have, you know, some, some uh, eyes all over. But it will take some time. But I, 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 I see a better progression and I see better opportunity than those previous regimes. And the same for Eastern Europe. It's better than the, their old Ceausescu who, who, you know, kill uh, hundreds of people in, uh, in just cultivating one channel or one, one, you know, one small project. And he didn't care about the people. Uh, Thanks very much for your presentation. Uh, I'm Trevor Page. There's no doubt in my mind that the revolutions in North Africa are now spreading to the Middle East. are the most significant events since the collapse of the Soviet Union and could, in fact, if they continue, uh, bring about uh, a new world order. My question deals with the reaction in Canada. And given that there have been successive governments who have a pro-Israeli stand, are Arabs that have been enthused by what is going on in North Africa and the Middle East? getting themselves organized over here? I mean, why is it that there is such a pro, or or there is always a pro-Israeli stand in Canada? Does it mean you're just disorganized over here? I don't know what the relative numbers are in terms of the numbers of, uh, I guess one has to go into religion and say the number of Jews and the number of Muslims but it would seem that uh, you guys are all disorganized over here. Is that wrong? And if it is wrong, what are you doing about it? Well, this is a very difficult question. But uh, again, you know, uh, let me go back to uh, the uh, history of the region, how people, they live together, and how do they survive before. Um, we hear stories from our grandparents and from the older other people that, People, they were living in a better life with less, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe facilities or maybe uh, those old communities. Uh, Muslims, Christians, and I was just saying that I raised up, in a, in a, like, the neighborhood. We, we've been together always, like, Muslim and the Christian. And I had a video I wanted to show you about one Christian uh, Muslim village in, in, in Syria, actually. And you will, you will j- just realize how strong is the relationship between the people. And uh, where I came from, the city where I came from, we have at the same place, we have a mosque and we have a church together, you know, the same, same places, the same wall. I mean, people, they didn't have this conflict before. But again, the regimes, they, in order to survive, they have to create and to find uh, 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 tools to make them survive. So the, uh, the, the, the situation, the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict in the whole region, it is 
used by many politicians to promote their systems and to in order to sustain their, their system. They've been lying to us. They've been lying to Westerns. They've been talking to, to, to North Americans and collecting money from them because they are countries, uh, 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 you know, supporting uh, refugees and that. And they they taking the money in their their personal accounts in Switzerland or some some other places while Palestinians and many you know refugees are suffering and even dying because they don't have their basic needs. Now the the conflict has has a different dimensions and I'm not really a politician to 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 make or to judge what is the future uh, uh, maybe. Um, uh, the, the future of the relationship, but I would say, and uh, again, I will repeat what I said, that this is an opportunity for a better, peaceful era, and it's a, 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 an opportunity for a tolerance uh, era, and we have to work on always uh, united people together, not find the, you know, the, the, the you know, different things, and uh, things make, make us isolated from each other. Thabit? This is what I believe, yes. Uh, Thabit, I'm not sure you answered Trevor's question about, yeah. about why not a more effective lobby in Canada to promote uh, Arab issues vis-a-vis -vis Israel, for example. Well, I'm not Canadian. I'm, I'm not sure if I can answer that. But I, I, think, I think, you know, uh, uh, politics, politics changing and have no, no, no like, um, I'm, I'm not sure why Canadian... They, 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 they are not supporting, but I, I seen that Canadians, they send some aircraft. Canadians, they maybe they try. Um, well, I'm not sure. It, to be honest with mic, you, maybe, I, I always say everybody comes to immigrate or come, every immigrant comes to Canada, he should leave his problems behind. Don't come to Canada and don't bring, don't bring with you your issues you know, and do conflicts inside this country because we, we think that everybody has the same opportunity and has, has the same access and they have, have the same rights inside this community. So we don't want to, uh, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. It might be some, uh, all, all, uh, also I am new here. I'm not really, you know, aware of the, I came directly, by the way, I, I fly from, uh, from Dubai. I landed in Calgary and from Calgary Airport, I came to Leather Bridge. Last, uh, in, in, in May 2009, and I didn't leave Ladbroke Bridge two times to Calgary. <laughs> so I am with you. So I don't know what's going on in big city, but what I hear there is a, a mis, uh, uh, you know, understand, and there is unorganized efforts toward. But I think personally that Canadians are doing their role under the international and and universal umbrella. Next question. Uh, Mary Shillington, thank you a bit for the, your speech and, and also for the questions and conversations at the table. Uh, in, in response maybe to Trevor, maybe the responsibility for how we're dividing the, the, the Jewish people and the Muslim people, maybe that's more our issue and not theirs, and maybe we need to be doing something about that, uh, the rest of us rather than the new immigrants. Uh, so that's just an observation. But I, I was disturbed hearing yesterday uh, Obama's uh, reference to the CIA going into uh, Libya. And, uh, and I come from a prejudice uh, that I feel some discomfort with the CIA. And so I'm wondering what your perspective on that is and how do you think it's affecting people there uh, in Libya? Thank you. Well, I think the opposition in Libya, they have a direct uh, link and, uh, uh, you know, uh, direct uh, uh, communication with the uh, American uh, leaders or the Amer American uh, uh, people. 
and it's their right, you know, to choose what is good for them. And I'm not saying that uh, I'm against soldiers in, in, uh, in all the Arab region, and I'm against the, the war in Iraq, and I'm against, you know, to have conflicts in, in, in anywhere in the world. But again, sometimes uh, people, they might need some uh, certain steps in order to, because sometimes you, you need to evaluate what is what is. Uh, uh, possible uh, to do, to get rid of, for example, the, the reg regime in Libya. Uh, Gaddafi is not stepping down. He's continuing to kill people. Uh, the opposition, they have no enough tool and no enough power to, uh, uh, you know, get rid of this regime. So are they trying basically maybe uh, to get some help from Americans in different ways? And again, it's the opposition and the people in Libya themselves to decide what is good for them. And I, I don't think they, 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 you know, they are doing something wrong at this stage. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Stan Knowlton. <laughs> yeah, over the, uh, you know, the course of what's going on over in the other, you know, across the ocean there, you know, I've heard this uh, comment many times, pro-democracy. And uh, you often hear, you know, we want what's happening here. But yet, uh, you know, you come out to my reserve, and I'll tell you one thing. You don't want what I have. You know, we got 80% unemployment, and, you know, we're still fighting for our rights. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know, this um, Constitution that the United States follows comes from something is called the Great Law of Peace, which is uh, put together by a group of uh, Aboriginal people down east. Now, would there be any um, willingness to sit with those people down there who put that document together and, uh, you know, were able to live in peace with that? Uh, you know, there was a lot of concern when it came out that, you know, uh, with the United States and other governments you know, attempting to build structures, you know, that weren't quite right, that there would be problems. And we can see those problems now. But yet, you know, the world seems to be trying to sort of recreate the wheel, you know, that these people had um, spent many years, many generations overcoming, uh, you know, what they thought would bring about peace. Thank uh, you. Thank you. First of all, I'm, uh, I'm conducting a research actually in one of the reserves uh, right now for my study, and I chose to do it in one of the reserves called reserves called Eden Valley. It's southern, uh, somewhere uh, southwest uh, Calgary, and I'm, I'm examining the uh, the volunteer tourism in the reserve. And you will be surprised to hear that there are some volunteers coming to Canada to volunteer in this community. Because usually our idea or our, our you know, prospect that people, they go to developing countries to volunteer. While I find some people coming to developed country, which is Canada, to volunteer in Canadian community and specifically in certain projects like uh, the reserves and some organic farms and uh, some uh, other preservation uh, uh, projects. Uh, but again, you know, uh, I wanted to work with the uh, native or, or the, the original or indigenous people closely. Uh, and uh, I'm talking about the social aspect and their, you know, so social needs. Um, just to feel and to find more. And I, I totally agree what you said, that uh, maybe sitting down sometime and, and uh, 
negotiating with people, finding out what is their pain would be uh, uh, the way to bridge cultures and to bridge the, the need of the people. Although I, I don't want to go from a political uh, point of view because I, I, I'm not really expert in the, the indigenous uh, culture here or even the, uh, uh, you know, like the uh, original uh, groups or tribes in, in Arabia because, again, Arabia is not only Arabs. We have Kurds, we have uh, different ethnic groups. We have Barbar, we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, different ethnic from different backgrounds. So, again, people are, are willing to, um, to communicate with anybody in order at this stage to get rid of the, 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 those regimes and the later stage maybe to build a new future and to build a new bridges for uh, uh, cross-cultural communication and maybe to, do, to manage the diversity of their people. Um, my question has to do with um, relationship with Israel and the Palestinians. Um, when Mubarak was uh, leader of the Egyptian country, the, he established a very peaceable relationship with the Israelis. And um, that was a significant step among the Arab countries, I understand. Now, do you see any evidence that the, the new uh, groups that are forming in, the, United, in the, the Middle East are going to change their attitude towards Israel and towards the Palestinians? Uh, thank you. Well, going back to the one of the slides, we just showed that the uh, one of the leaders said the Yemeni leader said that Americans are cooking something, with, uh, you know, with the Israelis, and they are trying to divide the Arab world, and they are trying blah blah blah. Now, the the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is a six years old. It's not something new. And we cannot solve it just like this because it has a lot of aspects and has a lot of, you know, uh, 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 different angles. But I would say the new, re the new movements are not really interested at this stage to, uh, uh, to think even about, you know, changing anything. And, and even you, you saw the, maybe if you uh, uh, monitor or you, you saw the news about the, the gas agreement between Israel and Egypt, it's still continuing. I mean, people in Israel still receiving or having their gas from, from Egypt till uh, this moment. So uh, I don't think there is uh, some major change going to uh, will be in the, in the region, not the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, not with other issues, because the major motive of those uh, uh, revolutions is other thing, which is the basic needs of the people, people searching for basics, freedom, food, clean water, uh, 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 education, and health care. Hi, my name is uh, Knut Peterson. That was Austin, by the way, they asked that question. Austin Fennell. <laughs> I wasn't sure who he was, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for coming today, and uh, sorry about the electronic problems. Okay. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not the kind of guy who, that who can are fix you, those by the way? kind of things. Who are you? I said already, Knut oh. Peterson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit... Uh, this is probably a pretty hard question to answer, but uh, could you care to speculate a little bit uh, what you see? Can, can you make it yes or no question? <laughs> <laughs> could you uh, give us your thoughts on what might happen in Libya eventually? Do you see us? Uh, do you see the Western influence uh, staying there for a long time, or do you see them? whatever you want to call it, win? 
Uh, thank you. Um, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, and I can see the, uh, the regime leaving from Libya, and I see that Gaddafi is, is, is done, is gone. No, no more Gaddafi anymore. It's just a matter of time. And I think uh, our Western community at uh, this uh, era or this, this situation, this time, uh, uh, these days, they prove uh, uh, and they took a very excellent step toward Arabian communities. And many Arabs would appreciate and they do appreciate what Americans and what other, uh, you know, NATO and Western communities doing to them or supporting them. And this is what they expect from them. And it's, it is matching our expectation. And I don't think there is, uh, 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 you know, long-term plans to stay in Arabia. I don't think so because even Americans, they are really clear uh, well, we, we don't, you know, honestly, Arab people, they don't mind sharing their oil or sharing their benefits with people who can share with them their, the, the other. We, 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 we seen a lot of, you know, uh, you know uh, the, the, the old regimes, they, they used to sell the oil, they used to, to sell all these resources and to spend nothing on their people. They just invested in their uh, regimes. So we want, we, we, we have no problem in communicating and cooperating with other people, including Western countries, in order to progress and in order to have a better future. Can I ask a question that was handed to me? Yes. Uh, uh, I think the questioner was observing that we rushed very quickly into Libya and stood by while millions were killed in Rwanda two yeah. years ago. And the question would be interested in your comment on why the rush into Libya and not in some other areas. The oil. Well, yeah, you know, it's very clear. I don't, I don't think it's a complicated, uh, you know, equation. People, they know that there is, uh, uh, you know, Americans or, or Western countries, they are trying to protect this region because it's the source. Look at Saudi Arabia. Do you know American soldiers, what they do? They're monitoring every single spot in Saudi Arabia. Because if any conflict happened in Arabia, you will see a $400 the barrel next day. Because, because this is the truth. Saudi Arabia is the major producer uh, 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 for, for the oil. It's a 10, billion, a 10, 10 million uh, barrel a day. Uh, 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 comparing to 1.5 in Libya, and now it's less than two or 150,000 barrel a day. So, I mean, it's, it's the oil, and we don't mind, again, sharing the wealth, while these people, they would respect us, and they give us more, you know, space to develop and to uh, progress. I think I don't see a question here, so maybe I can ask my own question. Yes, please. And that is about why uh, the uh, Arab uh, Spring... At this particular point in time, I know you pointed out the Tunisian who had um, burned himself in protest. Uh, however, I'm remembering the, uh, our conversation in Londonderry, Ireland, last fall, in which a Catholic woman said what really set off the Irish unrest in the 70s was the influence of Martin Luther King in America and those ideas drifting across the Atlantic and getting people, awakening Catholics. Uh, are there influences... Could you say more about why, at this particular moment in time, we have an Arab uh, spring? Um, and are there influences outside the Arab world? Or is it strictly, you know, th that man that, uh, whose match literally lit the, the world? Thank you. That's an excellent question. Actually, it's, uh, again, it's the people themselves. It's from inside. No influence from outside. It's not what the regime said. It is the people. And why it's now, it's just the tools came together. 
You know, those social media network at this proper time, they, they came together. And it's, it's not organized by something from, or somebody from outside. It's only by the people themselves from inside. People decided together. And honestly, people, they didn't realize or they didn't know how powerful they are unless they went to the street and they find out, you know, their power is more than what they uh, uh, thought or what they uh, even expect. Friends, it's time to close, and I think you'll agree that Thabit is going to be a tremendous gift to the Canadian community. Let's thank oh, him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.